Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. An agent at the end of his run. So you do black arts on the side? Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal horror, 90s horror, <laughs> no edits, one run, <laughs> seminal 90s horror <laughs> anthology monsters, and reporting it back to you, I am Matt Noss, your host with me, my two best friends in the whole wide world, via the power of the internet, and, oh. and Skype, Huzzah. if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose, yay, um, this is a terrible episode of Monsters that we're living in real life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good to be back recording with you guys. I haven't talked to you since, or I have talked to you, but not on the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've missed. It's the word, world fell apart. We've missed everybody. Yeah. Um, not to uh, put anybody on blast, but I believe there is some big news within the transmission crew. Uh, that some of our friends may be interested in. Uh, yeah. You're talking about me? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh, I took a poop and it was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Matt. Congratulations. Yes. Matt is getting married to a lady, his lady. I am. <laughs> to his lady. Um, his lady friend. We're so happy about that. We're happy to be back here. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, man, oh, man, I got to tell you, we got a Michael Watkins coming through in the clutch. This guy, you know, in another show that I do, uh, Roach Coach, uh, we say that they're Roach Riders for life. We don't have something like that for this show yet and we're going to need to make something because uh michael has been in contact with us wishing yep. us the best uh same with sean sean's checked yep. in a few times so oh thanks sean thanks guys thanks uh, michael uh we've missed everybody oh, missed you guys yeah i uh, hope everybody is well and uh making it through this absolutely batshit insane time that we're living <laughs> Uh, I, I like any virus that's just a troll. That's my favorite yeah. <laughs> thing about this is that it's just like, hey, I'm going to make 7 million people asymptomatic. No big whoop. Uh, and, oh, and by the way, tomorrow I'm coming after your kids. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and then the next day, 100 white dudes that are 30 are going to die. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I do what I like. I do what I like. I it's do what really I want, the man. Trump of viruses. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, today, you know, I thought 
Well, go ahead. Watching as much survival horror as I had and like playing games and everything. Like I would joke, it's like, oh, it's preparing me for the apocalypse. I was woefully unprepared for this, I will say. <laughs> yeah, if 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 part of survival horror games was going on uh social media and complaining <laughs> then boy were we prepared uh for this um thank you everybody who is joining us if this is your first time here um welcome to the show what we do do around these parts is we watch anthology horror what that means is each week is a different episode and this week is no exception exception. and every time i say week take a shot Um, today's episode was called Refugee. Every show, we guess what the episode is about based on title alone. And it's called The Dark Side Guess. One of you is going to go first. I say, Matt, let's do it. Okay. All right. Refugee. Everyone had heard the urban legend since grade school. Sit in a darkened bathroom and recite the lyrics to the 1980 hit single Refugee from Tom Petty. Oh, come oh, on. I have yeah. to erase my guess now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, recite the lyrics to the 1980 hit single Refugee, and Tom Petty would appear in the mirror and grant your wish. What Julian Casablancas was about to learn was that even wishes come with a price. Ooh. Is it Julian Casablancas from Strokes? Yes. Okay, great. I, if, if the song or if the episode would have been American Girl, it would have been a little more appropriate. Sure, but. sure. Uh, that's great. Uh, a very interesting turn you took there, Matt. Here's mine. Refugee. The son of a prominent political family is brainwashed while held by Korean captors. When he returns to civilian life from the military, he is discovered to be a sleeper agent who goes berserk every time he hears Tom Petty. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Well, it started. No joke. It's I started with the words, Sir Thomas Petty, and then I erased it. So here we go. Refugee. There is nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. You have no home and it's coming. You left the dark world and time has run out. Boof. Dark side guess. Wow, that was some poetry. Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah. Did you did you did you crib that from? Oh, never mind. The, the the video that we watched before this. No, no, that was that was a me original stealing from every horror movie I've ever watched in my life. Are so you like in five the, movies? Are you in exactly? It's Alien, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Shining. Oh, that's right. You never even saw. Unfortunately, unfortunately, none of these guesses are correct. Uh, so, Jen, hit us up with the sweet deeds. All right, guys. We watched an episode called Refugee. This is season two, episode 21 of Monsters. This aired May 13th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. A retiring, disillusioned top spy is enlisted one last time to retrieve a defecting female Soviet physicist. Oh, apparently this is what happened in the episode. But an unexpected visit from the agents of hell to the safe house, where the two are hiding from the KGB, complicates things. Okay, sure. That's that's a very accurate description of the episode. Uh, 
I had some struggles with this episode. We'll get into it, but um, this episode was directed by Scott Vickery. He is mostly a TV editor. He edited uh, 17 episodes of Tales from the Dark Side and three episodes of Monsters. This episode is his only directing credit. Uh, Episode was written by Haskell Barkin, a seasoned TV writer, let's say. He gave us uh, Tales from the Dark Side episodes like Gin, No Chaser, Painkiller, All a Clone by the Telephone. Um, And I will say to Haskell's, in in Haskell's defense, uh, he certainly does write memorable episodes. I mean, I did hate all of them, but um, (laughs) I I remember them. There are so many more that I was like, that was okay. And they are gone almost instantly. This episode starred Peter White as Paul. He is a television veteran uh many multi-episode story arcs he played grandpa edward in the mary kate and ashley olsen vehicle passport to paris judy geeson played anna she is a british actress uh she was one of the leads in the uh sydney poitier film to sir with love Oh, wow. uh, she, yeah, was also uh, had big roles in Rod Z- Rob Zombie films 31 and Lords, Lords of Salem. Uh, she ran an antique shop in L.A. Uh, until 2009 called Blanche & Co. Uh, she also starred in the movie Inseminoid and has said that it was a terrible film that she only did for the money. <laughs> Not a real surprise. Yeah, I hate to say it because it's possible we are sponsored by Inseminoid. Uh, <laughs> very awkward. Uh, S.A. Griffin played one of Satan's minions. Uh, now there's yes, okay, so he played, I believe, the Satan's minion with the speaking role. Uh, he's had you know TV jobs here and there. He also toured the U.S. and Canada with poetry slash performance ensembles, The Lost Tribe. White Trash Apocalypse and the Karma Bums. The Karma Bums are considered the first poets to create an interactive poetry website, the Karma Bums International Superhighway Tour of Words, under the auspices of the University of Washington at Seattle. The website includes sound files, hyperlinks, and graphic images created exclusively for their website. It was on the University of Washington server from 1994 to 1995, then at the University of Southern California from 1995 to 1997. Bet you didn't know that. I certainly did not know that. Um, And then finally, Philip Abbott played Oliver. He, uh, another notable TV actor, he was the voice of Nick Fury in the 1995 animated Iron Man series. Uh, Oh, no way. Uh, and he has also done so much TV. He was in everything. I'm sure you could, yeah, both of those guys were pretty recognizable. Uh, and that's uh, that's about as far as I know. That's about about it. So, <clears throat> so uh, just uh, guess I'll get out. Crispy Critters, my favorite. Oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Let's watch it. Shh, it's started.
Let's watch it. Watch it. The door from the monsters swings wide open. And I write, oh man, back in the saddle again. (laughs) (laughs) It is a dark and stormy night. There's rain on the window. And I write, this VHS murder mystery is going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like the whole thing looks like, like, uh, like Clue. Oh yeah. Not the movie the the uh, the VHS board game. Yeah. I mean, it's Operation Murder Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for an episode that is directed by someone who is a a film editor, the and I don't know if it's just because of the pan and scan of no, it wouldn't be pan and scan. It's a TV show. No, this was terribly done. <laughs> it was like nausea inducing. Like all of the shots were like it was it was too there was a lot going on it was weird and i didn't like it well jen get your gun cuz there's a knock at the door <laughs> oh hang on let me just get it from behind a spinning panel for some reason there were a lot of weird unnecessary effects in this episode yeah I, so much happens um in the span of five seconds that literally nothing happens. Um, I mean, you, you are in the apartment, I guess of our main character. What is uh, By the way, the the main character's name is Paul. I thought, yes, his name is Paul. Where did I get the name Ferguson from? Uh, well, uh, there's, uh, you mean as his last name, or do you mean the character who's knocking on the door? Well, his name is Oliver, right? Yes, Oliver Barginson. Oh, and Barginson—that's what I wrote. I, I could have been Ferguson, and I just misheard it. But okay, Th- that's who it is. And and it is at this point that I just write, "Oh boy, this is a real Haskell Barkin." It hundred percent. Did you guys see how many lamps were in the opening shot? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it would strike anybody else, but I was just like, this episode is sponsored by lamps because there are like <laughs> seven like, lamps being turned on, lamps being turned off, lamps being panned against, lands, lamps in the background, in the foreground, in the. It... Well, I was distracted by the amount of paintings, pictures, knickknacks, leather couches that abound in this flop house. What I was, what I was really struck by, was the dollar store Baphomet picture that was on the wall. <laughs> it was a real tenacious D photocopy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am. They start business, business, businessing right yeah. away. Because it, it turns out that my man, Paul, the guy who owns that house, uh, used to be or is a secret slash special slash lone ranger. Yeah, some sort of yeah, secret agent, knows. something or other. Oliver is his boss? His handler. And his he's handler? sending him back one But he's retired. Time. He's just about to retire. What could go wrong? I feel like he's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah yeah i write it's a real whopper of a deal um <laughs> uh anna so, he's, 
He's going back to rescue a beautiful lady. Yes, uh, a Russian physicist who's a dissident. Um, it's a he. She's. I don't remember if he himself did air quotes, but it's a routine run, uh, and they're just using him because they can't afford any screw ups. Um, so it's got a line at the end of this act that I, I want us yep. all to take a stab at. <laughs> I think I wrote it down. I think I captured this one. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, honestly, the first act was, was, we blew through the first act very quickly. Well, the it, first uh, act is just setting up. So he's got, and, and sort of points out that he has a lot of, occult knickknacks and that's on the yes. wall and stuff that yeah. there's, oh are you uh you have this other hobby i didn't realize you were into the black arts are you serious about it and, and uh paul is like no it's just a spare time thing uh, i just wrote practice the black arts in your spare time <laughs> he he i i i went back a couple times to make sure that i had it all right you don't actually practice the black arts in your spare time, do you? Jill, don't open, don't that, open door. that door. <laughs> right. Chris, don't, don't die. die. The line that I was I was uh, going for is, so he's asking about the job, and uh, he's... Oliver tells him, "No, no, it's 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 chicken baby. It's butter. It's uh, it, this job is uh, this job is a piece of cake." And and Paul says, "Why is it a piece of cake?" And Oliver says, "Because it mustn't crumble." <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I didn't say it was a piece of pie. I said it was a piece of cake. And the cake. Like, it's, this is so intense. The cake shouldn't cookie. If it's gonna cakey bite, Oliver, your nose is bleeding everywhere. <laughs> I need you, uh, Paul. Paul is your name. May I sit on your leather couch? Excellent, Paul. Your our, hat is smoking. Our, <laughs> I'm like, why are you picking the oldest agent in the world? Yeah. These are two elderly gentlemen. They should be talking about life insurance right now. <laughs> these, guys, these guys are two seconds away from putting in each other's cats. And <laughs> for some reason, we got them over here being like, hey, um, need you to go to Mother Russia and save a scientist. I missed a lot of this. I missed that she was Russian. I mean, I knew that it, they were in Russia at the beginning of the next act because uh, because it sounded windy. Uh, they added like a windy sound effect, so I was well, like, "Oh, it must showed, be cold in Russia." They showed like a like a very nondescript apartment complex. Yeah, where like, come on, guys, that's Russia, right? And a furry parka, yeah, or Chicago, or, right. or any major city, but. <laughs> Well, I think that's the first act, right? That actually yeah, is yeah. the first yeah. act. Yeah, he, we, we, the, it ends. I love it. It ends with, you don't actually practice the black arts in your spare time, do you? End of act break. 
what happens at the beginning of the oh act break. You don't line. actually practice the black arts in your spare time, do you? Like a it's, soap opera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, we're going to take an act break. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Spy Tech, case 101. The Whistler's made his move. Use your Spy Tech binoculars to keep him in sight. He's coming your way. The Spy Tech intruder alert detects his movement. You've lost him. Set up the Spy Tech long range microphone. You can hear the smallest sounds like they were right up close. You've got him now. They have Spy Tech. They know. Spy Tech. High tech equipment that works. Each sold separately. New from Tyco. Woo. Two things. One, I super, super desperately wanted all of those spy tech things. Oh. I thought it seemed like the coolest. Two, were those pedophiles? <laughs> <laughs> like, was this a ring of child spies trying to break open the real yeah. pizza gate? Like- yes, exactly. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. I yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely never know. But... Well, not until Q comes out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that we know this even in jest. I, yeah, I, I, I loathe, do. I do too. I loathe that it's that public of knowledge. Wait, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. QAnon. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I, I just I call it QAnon. I didn't know. I'm not close like that. Oh, you, you're not casual with Q? No, oh, cool. I'm not casual with Q. <laughs> Obama Gate! Um, <laughs> uh, the darkest timeline. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Community is back on Netflix and yes. uh, holds up. So check it yeah. back out. They're doing a uh, like a reunion thing this week, aren't they? They're doing a read-through of one of the episodes from Season 5 post-Pierce's passing. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I think it's Tuesday. And Donald will be there. Oh, awesome. Oh, no way! Yeah, I think they're doing the one... Um, I don't know if they're doing Floor's Lava, but they might be. That's awesome. So, which I also think is Donald's last episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was. Yeah. So we'll, we will see. Um, but yeah, I wanted those spy tech bad. And then yeah. I, then like maybe two years after it, I was over at somebody's house who had them. Maybe it was like Ryan Siley or something like that, putting him on blast. Okay. And they were so cheap. Oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah. like just so cheap. <laughs> Um, that it was like, oh, well, I'm glad, glad I didn't buy this. Glad I didn't waste Santa's time. Right. <laughs> glad I got that, you know, attack track. Right. Uh, all right. Well, let's be back. And we're back. Um, yeah. Act two begins as act one ended with him saying the exact same line. You don't actually practice the black arts in your spare time, do you? It's amazing what people do. Absolutely amazing. I I just love that his excuse or that his answer is like, no, it's just a hobby. Who practices the black arts as a hobby? I dabble. Well, this guy does, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
for fun. I like to joke around. Yeah, and it's practice. a goof. I, the things you should know about me. Love cookies. Oh, God, don't bring a bag into the house. Gone. Gone. Family first. Love my family. Uh, Three, I casually practice the black arts. But just for fun. <laughs> but just as, just like as a it's goof. It's just a goof. A goof. It's a larf. <laughs> it's a spit and a giggle. <laughs> yeah. I have never killed the cat of anyone I know. <laughs> if there's ever been blood, it has been mine. Because I'm just, I'm just and, playing. And around. a couple chickens. Just yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they're chickens. And and now we enter a part of the episode that I called Russia or Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> this episode looks terrible. Oh yeah, if they and they use the same lens as those stupid VHS murders. Yeah, it really, really just looks. This one somehow looks cheaper and cheesier than than most. So I, I don't know. Like I I watched this episode on YouTube because Amazon Prime like took uh, the the second and third season of Monsters off again. Um, so I didn't know if maybe it was. These just are uncertain a, a, times, Matt. Okay, I'm sure Amazon <laughs> is doing the best that they can. All right, in these uncertain times, let's not put Amazon Prime on blast. Now more than ever. Now more I, than ever. <laughs> now I want to watch monsters. Um, we need but, to come together, join the monster family, and watch monsters. Let's stay home together and watch monsters. <laughs> It's starting. Let's watch it. Uh, but, yeah, I wrote, is that the wind from the beginning of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? It was a lot of wind. Yeah, it was. Like, look, guys, I get it. Russia's cold. But still, like, that was that was some serious wind. That was comedy wind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cartoon wind. Yes. I wrote, it's Russia because it's cold and windy. Also, so uh, so Honey Baby starts talking. What's her name? Anna? Anna. 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 Um, and I did not understand more than two or three things she said during the entire episode. And I wrote, <laughs> does she have an accent or is she just cold? Uh, yes, she had She had an accent. Um what that accent was, I couldn't tell you, but it kind of it kind of came and went, uh, you know, throughout the episode. But the scanning around of the the, the camera movement in this episode, Jesus Mary, it was it was rough. Um, I, I I at this point, I'm like, they might as well just be walking around, clapping their hands together, and being like, cold. Damn yeah. cold. <laughs> and I also had like this like inner fear. I'm like, hey man, don't please don't try to pork this lady. Because like, <laughs> if that's what this episode becomes, I'm gonna be so sad. But it always does. Like I thought it would, not to spoil it, but I thought it would become more of that. Even this whole man. So, so I'm I'm glad that it didn't. Um, so that, you know, the episode has that going for it, that like, he didn't try to put the moves on her, 
because I was I was kind of in the same camp in the in the beginning, thinking that he was supposed to be bringing her to the U.S. and she was going to be like a wolf man or something. Oh, um, okay. So I was I was kind of expecting that, and then it went a different route. And I know you guys didn't like the episode. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I, I it it doesn't. It just looks it looks especially cheap. The quality of the episode. I'll go along with you on, yeah. but uh, the the actual like theme of the episode and, and you know like just the the thematic elements I I, I don't know I kind of like that. Well, in their conversation, yeah, in their conversation together, um, he, Paul is seems to be very good at his job because he's like we are being followed, and mm-hmm. Anna's like no way, no way are we being followed, and he's like there are two people following us. And then I write, by the way, her English, mwah, great. Just the best English that could ever be had by a Russian. I wrote, he thinks they're being followed. She is unintelligible. <laughs> I, I got the sense that she wanted to go, but that could be because I have an infant who's learning how to communicate with me now. So I, it doesn't take much for me to figure out what's happening anymore. <laughs> you guys. Okay, so Andy has this ball pit, right? Uh, and, uh, it's a small ball pit. It's, you know, we're not millionaires. Uh, and Ted realized he was, he was just pulling the blue balls out of the ball pit. Okay. Really? Yeah. And so it was like, it just, we looked down and all of these blue balls were like on the floor and it was very, uh, uh, close encounters. <laughs> like Ted, and Ted pulled out a, a blue ball and a green ball and held it out to him. And Andy picked the blue ball, and then he grabbed a yellow ball and a blue ball and held it out to Andy. And Andy, like, shoved the yellow ball aside <laughs> to catch the blue one. Uh, so... And then he said, Matt Noss is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I am the vaccine. And he passed out for two hours. <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm and then we had to bit. light a match on top <laughs> of a brick. Um, it, this that's amazing because my daughter has had a full on word explosion. Like she is yeah. fully talking now. She that's went, amazing. yeah, she went from like one or two things to. Now, in the morning, she'll come and be like, Dada, get up. Go downstairs. Watch Stinky and Dirty. <laughs> it's like, no, we're not going to do that. And then she'll get upset or like she'll grab my phone and want to see pictures of herself. I'm like, Dada, picture of me. And I'm like, no, not right now. And I'll take my phone back from her and she'll go to my wife and go, Mama? Dada, take my phone. <laughs> my phone. What are you, kiddo? That's mine. Dada, take my phone. Dada, Dada, turn off TV. Watch Stinky Dirty. It's um, like you've been with a drunk ESL student. Oh. <laughs> my favorite part right now is, uh, little one. What's your name? What's your name? Hot dog. 
<laughs> oh, I'm like, so I you're like, the, like that. you're a water skier. Do 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 wow. Um, yeah. So I'm, it, I'm sorry, I took us off on a tangent. No, that it, is amazing. I'm so glad she. That's that's the coolest. It's it's unbelievable, um, and somehow her acting is way better than Anna's in this episode. It's terrible. <laughs> it's for for someone who was into Sir with Love. I uh, I guess I expected more. Now all of a sudden there is such a switch in her tone. She goes from everything's wavy gravy to oh shit they're here. Oh yeah yeah I just wrote Anna goes crackers. Because she just starts to, like, yell, I guess. Like, she just kind of goes nuts, and that's where he has... Doesn't he have to, like, put his... Yeah, he has to, like, cover her mouth with his hand and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she has a scream freak out. She's been in, like, she's been tortured for the last two years, also, is is what yeah. we're led to understand. Yeah, she was in a re-education camp or something. A marine education camp? I said a re-education camp. Yes, that's right. She went to Bovine University. So, so yeah, so you you didn't quite know if she was just having a freak out because she was in she was in a, a, a nut house being tortured, or if something really was after her. But you eventually hear uh, voices at the door because she freaks and runs away from the door, and the voices say, "We've come for you, Anna. Open the door." Now, I need us to describe what these guys look like. <laughs> Because, oh boy, she let's 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 first say that Anna admits nearly too flippantly that she sold her soul to the devil. Yes, <laughs> they're agents from the devil, just casually. Ugh. She's like, I made a deal with the devil. I signed a contract. I also am like, why are they speaking English? It's the universal, because it's the greatest country in the world, Matt. How about that? Here's how, how I describe them. I wrote, these mouth breathers are a real downer at a bachelorette pre- party. <laughs> <laughs> I also could say that uh, they look like Dick Tracy rejects. Yeah, I was I was gonna go with like Art Deco Demon or something because the the Dick Tracy thing really is is accurate. Yeah, sort of like one face, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy's makeup is so thick on him he can't breathe, so, or <laughs> his mouth is open. It's like <sighs> the whole time, and he never talks. And then the other guy, the real flat top of the two, he can't (laughs) shut up. Yeah, he's the squeaky, I guess. And and he's just like, "We're here for you, Anna. You signed. Open the door. Open the door. Put the lotion in the basket. (laughs) Is she like one of those big girls? (laughs) (laughs) She a great big fat person. You wanna you wanna fuck me hard? 
Don't fuck me. I mean, it's a, it's the winning girl's magic. Um, <laughs> these guys look like porno demons. Just they do a hundred percent. They don't look like they're certainly not in an episode of television. I don't know. No, no way this is an episode of television. They're in a local commercial, pornography, or this is this is worse than Stargate SG One. Like this yeah. is. Very... Oh, Matt, Matt, don't don't besmirch Stargate SG One. That that had so much higher production values than than this. Did and you that's not really... see them teleport? to a different part of the building or something, Matt? <laughs> because I wrote, they TNG'd out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what it was, it was... <sighs> and then, so now it's, so now here's the standoff that we're in. Anna and Paul are on the inside of this flop house with two demons at the door, and Paul starts monologuing, and he's like, oh, Oliver, you really got me this one. You really effed me in the A this time, Oliver. <laughs> I should have known it, Oliver. Oh, Oliver. Wait a minute. Silver you you silver fox, you delicious biscuit. <laughs> I need some silver. Ooh, silver. Yeah. That's oh, well, you, you want my jewelry that I've had in prison the last two years that I definitely <laughs> had? Yeah. I kept this ring up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not what she said. What she said was, <laughs> Russian accent. So they might as well have just overdubbed uh, The Exorcist. <laughs> because and my man straight up goes he's rubbing a silver ring on the floor and saying by the power of silver <laughs> is that what you tell him? he said yeah. by the power of silver silver I bar your way uh, and, and while he's doing this the two devil dudes are uh ever so slowly burning this paper door like you know they are somebody is on the other side with a bick just trying to <laughs> get this door to sort of burn a little bit uh it was the saddest we were watching an effect fail something was supposed to happen that was not what we saw and then they sort of teleport away <laughs> well they're like uh well, because it goes by the power of silver, and now he's rubbing the door frame, and he goes, by the power of God? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, they disappear, and Paul is straight up surprised it worked. <laughs> he <laughs> says out loud, that worked? <laughs> I just made it up. I mean... I mean, I guess that that hobby of mine has finally come to fruition. So why not make him more confident in it? Why not make him, you know, then take over and it's like, here's what we have to do. You have to listen to me and we have to, you know, I know how to defeat demons. Why? 
why is he half-assing it, I guess? Well, I don't think any of us know. Well, and I mean, it, it also directly contradicts what he said, like, seriously, 20 or 30 seconds before this, when he was monologuing, um, where it's it's after she says that she sold her soul and the demons are outside. And he he starts talking about, like, Oliver, why did you assign this to me? How did you know? Like, like he set Paul up for this because of Paul's ability to handle, like, you know, demonic forces. And what, this is the first time that he's ever done it? Like, it, it, I thought so. I thought that they. I thought he had only just been like, a, like a spy or something, and that this is the first time anything supernatural entered the, the picture. Well, that's, that's what I believed as well, but. But then the end doesn't make any sense. Right. The end doesn't. That's and I think this is where the episode falters. If they would have just made him John Constantine, the episode I think would be a lot better. If yeah. he was like. You know, now all of a sudden, if it took that turn, that it's like, this is the whole time that you're thinking it's, and we're already in the writer's room, but like the whole time you're thinking it's standard espionage, but it's not, it's a G versus E, John Constantine type thing. I would have been way more on board. Well, sure. But now it's a, now it's an espionage thing. And this is the first time that we've had this. And then when we get to the ending, it's just like, I think that's what angered me about the episode. Because I wanted, I didn't necessarily have a problem with him knowing, but I did have a problem with him knowing like incantations, knowing about silver, knowing about that. I didn't have a problem with that at all. But I yeah. would have, to your point, Jen, expect him to be more confident in the dark hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he bars the demons from entering. And uh, they pixelate out of there. <laughs> and then there's a few more seconds, but basically that's the act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the second act. I'm not sure. And uh, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Far below the surface of a sub-zero planet, hidden in the freezing mists, something is watching. Something is waiting. Breathing quietly in the dark. Biding its time until the right human comes along. And then... Then it will strike. Not just to kill, but to do something far, far worse. Soon she's going to be a mother. 
and there might not be anyone left alive to witness the event. Which will be a pity, because it promises to be a very, very unusual birth. Somewhere in the depths of space, a horrific nightmare is about to become a reality. In Seminoid, a far from human birth. Just ten more seconds. Keep keep going. Come up with more stuff. Wow. Um, that is a terrible movie. Um, now, I have never seen that movie, and uh, Matt and I cannot see the trailer, because uh, Matt, Rose and I can't see it. Matt, Matt Noss is playing the trailer. So I can only imagine, it sounded like she gave birth to a wet train. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, let's, let's, um, let's take a look at Inseminoid for a moment here. Um, number one, this is so blatantly ripping off aliens if you do ever watch the trailer it is just them on the planet when they enter the uh the uh cocoon place i guess the the ship the ship yeah and it's so bad it's just so bad um but I love this voiceover guy because he's the voiceover guy is great. That is what yeah. would sell. That guy sold that movie. That guy sold more tickets than anybody in that movie. Yeah. Easily, easily, like he is doing his best, and I can't imagine him like in the booth recording it and being like, "This sounds like a pretty good movie. Should I see it?" No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, um. Hey, Roger, uh, we got the new script for you. Let's see what we can do. On the planet. Far off. Oh, this sounds like a pretty good movie, is it? No. no this, <laughs> this movie. It's, it's, it's a real floater. Well, what you if, well, like, <laughs> well I, 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 I will say this. I don't think I'll, I will ever see a movie called Inseminoid. I will say I am now possibly going to be looking for a movie called Inseminoid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I well, really you can hope rent it. Picks it up just to masturbate to. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Well, the second act was basically the episode because this third act is whisper thin. Is yeah, threadbare to say the least. So he does. He just makes up some more incantations. Some more incantation. He does a bloodletting. Oh, and and then we get to my favorite part of the whole episode, which I like. No, no, that's good, but I like to call this one. I'd sleep with that cedar trunk. (laughs) (laughs) My man is looking for an aromatic wood. Wood and uh. Look at this. It's cedar. It's an aromatic wood. The most aromatic of all woods. You take this. And I'm like, 
if you're going to monologue, monologue, why is an aromatic wood important? Yeah. And then, and then he's like all at the front door and it's like the windows break and I just write shit, the window. (laughs) (laughs) I should have used more cedar. Stupid, stupid. So I think, I think that he actually uttered this line. Uh, I mean, I think he actually said, look at me, Anna. I'm dead inside. He does say that. What? He when said, does he say that? He said, well, okay, we're almost there. Oh, 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 oh okay, all right, all right, okay. I know which part, okay. The, the demons appear, and they have Anna's soul contract. And Paul is trying to protect Anna. He shoots them. They brush it off. He takes so- his gloves off i mean it's ridiculous why did any of the other stuff happen then and how did the like why did they bother why did silver work yeah why did silver work but then they just came back five minutes later and then he did this bloodletting thing and then that protected a door not a window this none of this made any sense right well it's because we have 22 minutes <laughs> and we've got to film this episode. You know, the show doesn't go up because it's perfect. The show goes up because it's Saturday night. This is not a live show, man. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, it was live. It's live to tape. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you. Oh, buddy. All right. <sighs> Breathe through it. Breathe through yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Paul has a moment of weakness where he's like, hey, my soul for her soul. Why? 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 Yeah, you don't know a whole lot about this woman, yet you're you're saving her soul when she could just turn around right after this and sell it back. <laughs> yeah. I do... Of all the ham-fisted writing in this episode, I do like this demon's retort. Why would I want your soul? You're a mess. You'll yes. probably yeah. come. You'll probably come to us naturally. Yeah. I don't need. Fair. I was like, that's awesome, and I was honestly hoping that they would follow that thread, but they don't. And he goes. Well, you have a perverse goodness in that offer. (laughs) And then Anna's like, why would you do that, Paul? Why, Paul? And that's where he says, can't you see, Anna? I'm dead inside. I'm like, no, she can't. She don't know you, dude. She's afraid. Also, you're just about to retire. He's getting too old for this shit. Buy a boat, man. (sighs) Stupid. So he trades his soul for her. <laughs> yes. Where do I sign? Oh, you don't have to sign. A handshake will do. Okay. Did they when? not have paper in the episode? Did they not have the scroll? Like somebody, well, some prop didn't show up? See, what I think happened is because uh, they had a prop for her contract. And I think that they were supposed to have two, but they burned them together. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 
plus they had those awesome gloves with the LEDs and the fingers. <laughs> now, quick cue when uh, before uh, the pandemic hit and you used to shake hands. How long would it take you to shake hands? Uh, like how long would the handshake last? Or two? Yeah, just yeah. How long? I mean, like the whole thing of like, hi, Doctor Johnson. Yeah. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm doing good. Oh, I'd say two seconds. seconds. Two to three seconds. Five seconds, absolute tops. Sure. Like something got got in the way. (laughs) Something got in the way. Uh, You're doing a little one of these. He was was taking his jacket off while you reached your hand out to shake it. This fucking handshake is eight to ten seconds of just awkwardness. Because the demon puts his his left hand out for a reason I don't understand. And it's just there glowing and glowing and glowing. And then he's like, ah, ah. And then they shake hands. And then they hold that for a while. (laughs) And then they let it go, and then Paul says one of my favorite things. So, uh, what now? He's <laughs> 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 like, he, the demon responds pretty much with, ah, checks in the mail. Yeah. They TNG the hell out of there. Yeah. Now, what was yours, Jen? I was just going to ask you what some other things might be that would make a handshake too long. Because you started off with a strong list. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, with taking a jacket off? Yeah, yeah. Okay, things I could tell. Um, you haven't washed your hands. Okay. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to go wash my hands. Uh, you have wet hands. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me dry my hands off. Wait a yep. yeah. um, you a just... bird gets in the middle of it? A bird... <laughs> You're about to shake hands, but you forgot that you have been training a bird to land on your finger whenever it sees your index finger. Yep. So a hawk swoops in and lands on your hand. Um, you forgot that you have a curse that your hands are now hot dogs. <laughs> so you're holding a coffee cup. Right. You're hold. Oh yeah, yeah. And there isn't a table nearby. And, and but you also have a, a bouquet of flowers in your other hand, so then you have to like. You just won the best coffee cup competition. <laughs> <laughs> World's best coffee cup. Uh. <laughs> You're Miss Coffee Cup 2020. <laughs> so so uh, the, the, I mean that's just the short list. Yeah, sure. Can I? Can I? I, I have so- a, I have an embarrassing story. <laughs> is it about a handshake? So, it is absolutely about a handshake. I believe that I've told Matt this story many times, but it just—I I think I was like eleven or twelve, and I had gone to Cedar Point, and I was there with some of my friends, uh, and we were on the Gemini, and and the like, you know, that there's like the two cars that are like next to each other. And so the car next to us, cause I was on like the, the side closer to them, 
they like people were like high-fiving each other and stuff across the carts and they're like dude dude reach over high five high five and i like i was very apprehensive to do it and they're like dude dude come on come on come on and i was like no i can't and they're like why not and the best excuse that i could come up with is i have hand fungus (laughs) I would love to be in their minds for the moment. As the car pulls away, <laughs> you see a dude's mouth go, hand fungus. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Like, it's like, well, I guess it's not even worth it anymore. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to include this guy. Yeah, no, believe me, I've relived that moment in my head, (laughs) like, every day since. So, here, talking about something ridiculous, I I don't know if I've told this story before, but we watched a special, call it a 60 Minutes, call it a PBS or whatever, but for a short period of time, and it might still exist, but it might be a one in a million case, that muscles the uh the bivalve mm-hmm. caused short term memory loss in a guy like not too many people but for some reason my whole family watched this exposé we end up going to charleston and that's a seafood town yeah so we go to a seafood restaurant and I order a seafood dish, but there is no indication that there's mussels on it. So I could go. I think there's a fly down here. Uh, there is. I could go, hey, I'm allergic to mussels or something like that. But my mom goes to the waitress. I'm sorry. And by the way, I'm like 16. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. My son is afraid of muscles. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, we have all the whole family has been like allergic, allergic. That's the allergic to muscles. <laughs> or I didn't know I, I you know I nope my son is scared of muscles did you see people coming out of the kitchen to like look at you oh <laughs> you're acting because, like I looked at anybody else for the rest of that meal because having worked in restaurants I can assure you that would have gone through the restaurant staff like wildfire oh, oh, and we it, all would have wanted to see the kid who was afraid of muscles <laughs> well they would have seen a white shorted pink shirt wearing ah <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> He's a real pee-pee boy. Uh, Well, let's get back to this episode. Let's land this plane. Um, Now he sold his soul to the devil. So awesome. Great job. Episode over? No. No. We're back. We're back in his flat. And uh, 
and Oliver comes over. What do you know? And uh, what do you know? Oliver was in on it. Yeah, yeah he, he asks him how he knew about the special circumstances. Like, or did he know about the special circumstances of Anna? Like, how did he know about him and, and all these other things? Uh, yeah. Oliver so, apparently works with demons, or he... Or he works with demon, the devil, or, or he is yeah, the devil. But yeah. so, so what? So Oliver got him, got Paul into the occult? And got him in. I think that he got him into the account, like the. I think he got him working for the CIA, uh, and then like started nudging him towards a cult. I, yeah, it's. But he, but the occult thing. He supposedly Oliver didn't know anything about the occult thing. So did, was he just? Uh, that was all a ruse. What's that? It was all a ruse. ruse. Exactly. And then uh, he's he's like, you want to sign it? Nah. Well, your words are as good as a binding contract, so there's really no reason for me to even be here. This part's stupid. See you later. Why did I, why did you even say it? I don't know. I'm a dick. This ending sucks. And then he's like, uh, you know, um, we've always had our eye on you for one of our special things. Welcome to club, baby. Population, you're dumb. <laughs> But here's the here's the hardest part. It's hard to hear because the violins in the mix for this episode were the <laughs> loudest things on earth. <laughs> Mount St. Helens told them to keep it down. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's loud. Uh, this was a this was a this. These episodes are annoying because it just it, I feel like it just doesn't take much work to make them better than they are. Yeah. Maybe well, that's let's, a... let's go to the writers room. What would you do if you had this well, episode think, as I, in I a think, rewrite? I think that we already kind of uh, went over this a little bit where, you know, one of the reasons why I liked it is because it reminded me of Hellblazer a little bit. Um and you know, stuff stuff where there's the hidden world, right? Where, you know, you've got an agent who is aware that there is this, this other world and is able to protect people from, you know, the, the bad agents there. And this was kind of him, <laughs> kind of him stumbling into success a couple times in defending them against the demons. And then for some reason he like, they needed to have more explanation of why he would actually sell his soul to save hers. Right. We like know that should virtually be, nothing about her. That we know very little about him partner or something that they, that he thought was dead. He's getting ready to retire and she's not, She's not dead. She's stuck in Russia, and uh, uh, she's well, in a dangerous. We, we find something out about her that makes her anything other than a pawn between two governments. Some he's got to have some reason to care about her. Yeah, that's the main thing. Is like 
he doesn't know her. He doesn't know the setup, which at this point he figured before he gives his soul up, he figured out that Oliver knew. So he knew that it was a thing. So I was waiting the whole episode for the double cross. There should have been a double cross. That was, yeah, I think that made it extra unsatisfying. Well, there was a, I guess the double double cross cross was, it's just the, the, if he was, if Paul was smart enough to figure out that Oliver knew this, then I feel like Paul should have been smart enough to know Oliver's involvement in this and do something that's going to be like a switcheroo. That's, that's where my head is at. But honestly, I think it would have been just as easy for, for it to be a true GB versus E situation, a Constantine issue, a Constantine situation where he's like, it's one, you know, where it's like, I don't normally do these. I haven't done one of these in a long time, but I know what this is, mm-hmm. you know, like this is part of the agency and I'm trained for this. Um, do you have any silver? And, and then kind of mm-hmm. go from there. And then like, I, uh, you know, like she, he's like, there's only one way to break your contract. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, oh, what do I have to do? Well, we have to. Then it could be. Then it could turn into something else. But it's just like, yeah. then you can basically logic your way out of it. But it's like also the, the things that he's doing have to. Some of them work and some of them don't, and then they work for a second, and then the dudes just appear anyways. It's like playing with a kid who doesn't know how to play with toys and just keeps changing the this rules fly of the game. is just yeah, yeah, yeah. scaring the death out of me. It's really coming for you, Matt. It's just like I think it's because I can't hear it with my headphones on. Oh, so yeah. So then I just yeah. look up and there's this darting humongous housefly. <laughs> do you think it's the spirit of Haskell Barkin? I do. <laughs> Dude, that's the problem. He knows I'm talking shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the episode. That is the episode. I just, yeah, I wish they would have explored more of a, it's part of the agency and then maybe have some kind of like agent devil showdown. But like, yeah, it just, the whole thing felt kind of lazy in, in no episode. Rushed. In no to me, ep- it felt rushed. 100% rushed. And you know why I say it's rushed because in no episode of television should the words be muttered well what are we gonna do now (laughs) (laughs) you should know you wrote it you had time yeah that's to me what feels uh, lazy about it the whole thing is like very uh, first you first draft worst draft back yes first draft worst draft never went back and was like hey Somebody read this and let me know if you see any problems in any of – are there any logic flaws in this? Sure. Let me just uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he practices the dark arts as a hobby? Sweet. <laughs> anyway. I mean, to be fair to Haskell Barkin, he probably had about two hours to write this before they started filming. I'm sure he – yeah, I'm sure Haskell's all about – cranking them out but some of these are very i there were some very basic flaws that 
Like, come on, buddy. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree. I I liked the, the you know, there was, a, there was a nugget in the premise that I liked. It's okay. just, it, it wasn't really fleshed out well. That's the, yeah. that's the big problem. To yeah, me. Absolutely. All right, Jen, give us a scale. Uh, scale of one to 10 soul contracts. Yeah, five. Yeah, I think I'd give it six. I'd give it a four. It's very middling. Yeah. Not super offensive, but you know. No, I've seen. I've. This is not the most memorable Haskell Barkin episode. No, I mean it actually feels like an episode, which is nice. Yeah. Uh you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> And T from the dark side at gmail.com. No, it's TFDDS pod on Twitter. Pod on Twitter. Yeah, what do we on. know? We don't fucking use any social media. Well, and I mean, it's going to be said in a couple seconds anyway. So. Oh, what am I doing? Um, hey, man, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, man, we'd love to hear from hey. you. We miss hey, you. Hey, you, listener. Hey, you. Don't watch that. <laughs> Put that knife down. Hey. <laughs> Why are you listening to this podcast using a knife? Hey, that oven's hot. Don't touch that. Don't. Don't. If you were thinking of touching the iron. Don't. Don't. Uh, guys, did I forget anything? Uh, try to enjoy, try the, to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Now more than ever. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen. Matt Rose and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.